Hello, everybody. I'm going to assume I'm live. Congratulations on the new all-time highs at Hex.com. I'm here in the castle. I'm doing a, a live stream. It's been a while. We were shooting content for a documentary for uh, Hex.com. And I guess me, I guess. I guess I'm the primary character in it. So I hope to have a demo reel for that coming out soon. Got a new Ferrari, Ferrari Roma. It's my first Ferrari and uh, was beaten on it. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Brent's McLaren was uh, still faster off the line though. I think his is like, helps to have the rear engine, you know? What else? Got a bunch of Louis Vuitton stuff, bunch of Gucci stuff. Look, fancy shoes. Do you guys like stuff? I know you love stuff so much. Look at all these fancy things. These make you taller too, for you short dudes out there. You know, basically like 5'11 is the same as four foot. Only six foot is master race, no. Internet memes. This one's nice because it flexes here all the time, then this will crack. And so with this one, it's probably less likely to crack because it's got, you know, this nylon stuff. Ah, what's new, what's new? Leather jacket. All right, that's enough stuff demo. And get into the things that matter. So you might've seen on my Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Richard Hartwin, some gun shooting videos and some Ferrari and McLaren stuff. So if, you ha if you're not following me there yet, Go to twitter.com forward slash Richard Hartwin. Click follow. It's cool. Let's go look at the hex chart. What's going on, chat? Someone stole his watches, they said. No. No, the watches are not stolen. They're more numerous than ever. Just mixing it up. No sound, they say. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I think there is sound. But since you guys are trolling... In here somewhere? Yeah, whatever. I think if I was actually muted, you guys would be saying it. I think it's just fine. As a matter of fact, to prove it, say orange soda in chat to prove that you can hear my sound. How much you want to bet I see a whole lot of your orange sodas popping up in chat? Yep. See? Sounds good, they say. Guy who sounds broken. Back to the prices. Hacks, 26 cents. Nice. All-time high today of... Ooh. Made another all-time high right before the stream, I guess. 226.855, so that rounds to 27 cents, but I'd rather round it down. Let's measure this move. So far, Hex is up from its all-time low 603, 605 days ago, 474,799% before staking. Just remember, a year ago, people were talking about what a bad idea Hex was. Mm. Looks like Hex is currently the best investment in the history of the universe, as far as I know. It's pretty good, it's pretty good. It's not bad to have founded the best investment in the history of the universe. It's pretty good. And we're just getting started, so. <laughs> you know, I, I quote these numbers, I'm always like, you know, hardly anyone knows about Hex yet. No one says anything nice about it yet. It's pre-viral. And then I'll go to Hex.Vision and I'll look and I'll see how many people are staking. And the number keeps going up. There's new and new people that are paying high Ethereum gas fees to become hex takers. So this isn't fake bots. This isn't wash trading. This is real deal, as honest to goodness as could possibly be real users. So, you know, we used to have 4.8 year average stake length. Now we've got like 5.8 year. We used to have 40,000 stakers. Now I see 65,000 unique staking addresses now. 65,438. That's the realest metric you can get, in my opinion. 
average stake length and unique staker addresses are the two, I mean, other than price, price is pretty awesome. You can't get rich on stake addresses, but you can get rich on price. So price is king, in my opinion. Ethereum, um, it's doing pretty good. Let's take a look. Last I looked, I think it was 3730, something like that. 3730 on the dot, man, I'm good at this. And BTC, I'm gonna guess, I'm not even gonna guess. 48.3. So today, uh, Bitcoin's up 2% and Ethereum's up 9%. Ethereum is outperforming Bitcoin, but it does this. When Bitcoin stalls out, Ethereum runs. I still think that this is um, the return to normal bull trap, as I predicted. Let's see Bitcoin go to 50K. Bitcoin went to 55.62, and now it's just sitting here. So usually what Bitcoin does, for you viewers at home, it makes a parabola up. And what a parabola up means is that you're getting longer candles, longer green candles and shorter time frames. And it's like a hockey stick. It's curving upwards, which is what the hex chart is doing, by the way. And then when Bitcoin found its top this cycle at 65K, instead of doing this and capitulation, it did this and rounded into capitulation. And so that, that rounding may be more legacy large limit orders that are happy to make bump and go bottoms and happy to make rounded tops kind of new different from the 2017 primarily speculative driven there's more large players here with more limit orders so and the thing that the thing that i see in the bitcoin price chart now is that same rounding action that we saw earlier just at a smaller scale so we saw a rounded top over at 65k and now we're seeing a rounded top at 50k which is exactly what you would, if you believe in the hype cycle, the market cycle, the psychology of a bubble in that parabolic blow off top into higher low or rather lower high, uh, you know, return to normal, buy every dip and then the dip keeps dipping and everyone gets wrecked. So in, in 2017, we had that when we went up to 20K, we went down to 10K, we went up to 17.5, got people long again and then they got wrecked when it went eventually down to 3K. And then it went from 3K to 14, 14 to 3,800, 3,800 to 65K, 65 to 30, and now 30 to 50. And then I think we'll, we'll make new lows, but in Bitcoin and probably Ethereum. So the question is, last time there was a 27 day lag between the Bitcoin top and the Ethereum top. Do we get that same 27 day lag or, or do we get 14 days? Who knows? Or, or does Ethereum just decide to decorrelate and not care much about Bitcoin? But I don't see that. I don't think that's going to be the case. It had that opportunity to do that earlier in the cycle, and it didn't. Whenever Bitcoin goes up, Ethereum goes up. Whenever Bitcoin dies, Ethereum dies. So I think if the fractal that I did of the 2017 cycle till now would have been a bounce to, it might have even been 52K in, uh, in Bitcoin, and then 3,600 in Ethereum. But Ethereum's already done a little bit better than 3,600, like 37, 3730 so far. So it's showing a little tiny inkling of strength past the fractal of 2017. And hey, if you want to invalidate this thesis and you want to say this isn't a bull trap, well, show me new all-time highs in Bitcoin. Show me new all-time highs in Ethereum. If I see new all-time highs in Bitcoin or Ethereum, then I'm willing to say, okay, maybe this isn't a bull trap. Maybe we have more room to grow. But as long as I see people buying million dollar JPEGs of rocks and all the silliness that I see out there, I, I still think this is a bull trap. Now, does Hex care? I don't think Hex cares. Hex does its own thing. It beats the tune of its own drummer, which is why Hex is doing new all-time highs and Bitcoin isn't and Ethereum isn't and many other things are not, but Hex is. Hex is doing new all-time highs 
while so many other things are not because Hex is a superior project or product. It's a complete product. Where are we at here? Let's hit some questions from chat. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. I'm going to uh, hit the recent bros here. Where are we at? Let me pop this out. Yeah, I'll be shooting some more content for you guys. Um, race car kind of content stuff, I guess. It's for fun. Hey, Richard, when buying hacks and ETH, like the Hex website says, it's difficult as the gas fees are out of control. Yes, it sucks. So making, making fun of Ethereum gas fees is really easy because they spike up and get really expensive, but there's usually dips in the, the gas price. So you can usually trade or stake or end stake or whatever you want to do at much lower, more reasonable rates if you just chill. Now we have a graph of Ethereum gas price by hour on hex.vision. So you can get an idea like on weekends it's cheaper, on nights it's cheaper, things like that. So go to hex.vision if you want to see a chart of when you might be able to, to use Ethereum more affordably. And pulsechain.com should help solve this. Pulsechain.com should help remove some of the load from Ethereum and make Ethereum's fees cheaper and be the largest airdrop in the world. It's going to be really cool. You know, we raised $27 million for charity with pulsechain.com and uh, I'm very, very excited. And for you guys that didn't know, for those dum-dums that are still sacrificing when you're not supposed to be, we plan to show you mercy and uh, still credit you for those sacrifices, even though the sacrifice phase has been long over. It will just continue to be at a running tick rate of 1.05 per day, just like it was before you dum-dums kept sacrificing anyway. <laughs> so lucky you, you're, you're getting mercy shown to you. Um... Somebody says, so happy you're alive. Thanks, man. Please explain the shiny thing next to my elbow. Oh, it's an umbrella. It's a shiny Swarovski skeleton umbrella. There you go. That looks cool. Sparkly. Here's what's funny, right? Okay, these are Swarovski crystals. They don't cost much. This is an $80,000 AP watch. $400, probably. $80,000. Very similar sparkle. Might not be such a good deal. <clears throat> there you go, buddy. Where are we at? And to compare them, so just to give you a quick comparison for you viewers at home, because I know you love this stuff. Richard, the founder of a cryptocurrency valued at $150 billion, and you're showing off this cheap crap. Well, yeah, man, people like this cheap crap. 100 grand here, 100 grand there. Eventually, it adds up to real money. Got $2 million of watches now. All right, so this is 40 millimeters, and this is 42 millimeters. A little bit different size. And then, as you can see, this has got diamonds on this kind of Z-axis here, whereas the Rolex does not. And they only make two Rolexes with more diamonds than this. One is a Pearlmaster, 39 millimeter, a little bit smaller. And the other is the GMT Ice. And that's it. Get back on my wrist, buddy. Now, why do I wear two watches? Just to make everyone angry. No, um, there's no particularly good reason. As a matter of fact, I should just take this off, but whatever. Should I stake hex now or wait for Pulse Chain to stake? Well, if you like interest, you're not making interest unstaked. But if the gas fees are high, you kind of need a longer stake to profit enough to pay for the gas fee or a large stake, either or. Um, great looking new car you picked up. Yeah, that Ferrari Roma looks so cool. It's the cheapest Ferrari but it looks so awesome and it has a trunk. So I'm driving around Europe, you know, buying a bunch of stuff. I can shove it in the trunk until I get to the next place to ship it. <clears throat> what else? Yeah, there's not a lot of Ferraris with trunks. So 
unless you want to get one that's a hatchback that looks nowhere near as good. What's the best exchange to buy hacks? I don't really promote counterparty risk exchanges, centralized exchanges. So, I mean, I consider the best exchange matcha.xyz or oneinch.io, you are going to have to pay gas fees. But I mean, the, the deal is if you just take a Uniswap trade versus an ERC20 send, I believe a Uniswap trade here, let's go look up this math real quick. Let me give you a good comparison here. So right now in Ethereum, a Uniswap trade average is going to cost you 110 bucks. Now, does it suck? Yes, it sucks. Can you get it cheaper? Sometimes, but lately this rate seems kind of like where it is. Now, if you do an ERC20 transfer, it's 35 bucks. So what that means is that if you're going to withdraw your hex to your wallet from a centralized exchange, it's going to cost you 35 bucks anyway. And if you pay an extra two units, an extra two 35s, then you can just do the whole swap trustless, no counterparty risk, no ML, no KYC, no selfies, no, please, can I have my money, please, pretty please? No, oh, they got hacked and all the money's gone, any of that crap. So I would much rather pay the extra 70 bucks and trade on Uniswap or an aggregator that gets you a better deal like oneinch.io, matcha.xyz instead of a, a centralized exchange. Like crypto is invented to get rid of middlemen, centralized exchanges are middlemen. If you can use... Uh, Uniswap, Match.xyz, one inch. It's better, in my opinion. Back to chat. Any news on Pulse? Yeah, we uh, made progress on that syncing bug that was kind of thrown at us by the Ethereum fork that was just recent, the London fork. So now we've moved past the won't. We've moved past the invalid Merkle root error on the sync, we just called the sync bug. So we're past that, got that cracked. And we're onto the gas total for this block is an accurate error, which is gonna be a much easier error to solve. So progress is being made. This is what you run into with software development. It's the little things that get you. So us writing the whole consensus thing, everything worked fine. Injecting state worked fine. And then they have a fork upstream and we're, then it changed things. And you're like, well, since we're not forking from the past, we wanna fork from recent state we have to roll with the punches and whatever kind of crap they're injecting into the recent state. So, Richard, when you become president, how will you make the Federal Reserve public and make all quantitative easing pump our hex and pulse chain bags? How will you avoid being JFK? Uh, I don't know, man. That's a bunch of great questions. <laughs> it's going to be awesome if hex on Ethereum and hex on pulse are like number one and two market cap. And then pulse is like number three market cap or any permutation thereof. It'll be just awesome if of three projects I founded are like in the top three market cap. I will be very happy about that. How are we getting on with resolving the bridge issue? I mean, we have a whole dedicated bridge chat room that people are in. Um, if, if you, your options right now are basically use things that we know have had billions of dollars put through them, but have counterparty risk or use things that may not have counterparty risk, but may have undiscovered bugs. And of those two, I'd rather choose the counterparty risk because you can always limit your counterparty risk by just reducing the time that you're in the bridge, you know, like there's, and you can always pivot out of it later. Like you can always launch the new technology and, and then if it's untested, you can scale into the tests of it. So it's, there's nobody that has it any better than we'll have it. It's the state of the art. There's nobody that's going to have it better. So it, it is what it is, you know? I thought that the same technology that allowed atomic swaps to work 
and allow you to trustlessly move something from one chain to another would also work for bridges. I am still not exactly sure why it doesn't. I've had it explained to me. I still don't believe it or get it. So I have to get into the very, very nitty gritty details of what is the particular property that exists in bridging that doesn't exist in atomic swaps, which allows atomic swaps to work, but the bridging to not work in that same trustless manner. That has not been fully explained to me in a way that I understand yet. So, and if it comes to me diving deeper into that or hiring more devs or shooting more content, it, it's just not the right time for that. Like we have time to figure out bridge while testnet's running. So testnet, testnet and content, I feel take precedent. Testnet content hiring take precedent over bridge in my opinion. Will Hex reach $1,000? It could. I mean, Hex can do things that no one is going to understand. Hex could have a multi-trillion dollar market cap and everyone would yell, but you can't sell a trillion of it. And you're like, yep. That's why maybe you shouldn't use market cap as a proxy for performance. It's its its, it's, its own number that no one makes money on. Market makers don't, money on market, don't make money on market cap. Exchanges don't make money on market cap. Speculators don't make money on market cap. Absolutely no one makes money on market cap, but it's what everyone looks at. It's very silly. So maybe Hex will be the thing that teaches them that market cap shouldn't be used in that way. Exchange license, any progress? Man, it's going crap. <laughs> like, so in the jurisdiction where it, as all government things go, it's, it's crap. So I'm looking at other jurisdictions. It, there's nothing I can really do to make it go much faster. There's some like nitty gritty details I can't tell you about, but like notice that that was not on my list of like most important things. Pulse chain is vastly more important than that. Because as suck as it might trying to unwrap to Hex, you can. You can buy Ethereum or USDC from somewhere and unwrap to Hex. So that, you know, that's like a fourth or a fifth place. And it, it also, you're just gatekept by like, anytime you have to fill out government paperwork, it, it takes a long time, man. All of the watches have been replaced with purses and handbags, except for the $350,000 of watches I'm wearing, I guess. No, dude, the watches are fine. Don't worry about it. You're going to see new additions coming. Hello, Richard. XRP and court case. What's your thoughts? Good for crypto? I don't know. I guess we'll see. You always say that volume doesn't earn you money, but how can anyone sell without decent volume of buy orders? Well, let me explain it to you. When you have a Rembrandt painting, uh, painting, is there a lot of volume for that? No. But can you sell it for a lot of money? Yes. Is there a lot of volume for Ferraris? There's less than a quarter million Ferraris in the world. So says the guy that just sold me the Ferrari. I hope he's right. Uh, is Ferrari making money? Yes, they are. Market makers money on vo make money on volume. Exchanges make money on volume. Speculators do not make money on volume. And you could say liquidity providers are market makers. So it's a new kind of business opportunity, so to speak. What you want is liquidity and preferably more bid side liquidity. So for instance, if you look at the Hex USDC order book, there's a $10 million bid sitting at 75 to 80% drop from here. Used to be a $9 million bid. Used to be a lot lower, but apparently they moved it up. Is it volume? No, it's liquidity. Is liquidity volume? No, because it just explained it to you. <laughs> that, 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 that liquidity would only become volume if it were traded into if the price dipped that deep. And how, who is going to sell their hex before the pulse chain fork, where they get their hex on two chains and they get their stakes on two chains? And if someone adds you know seven to $10 million of liquidity, on a Uniswap pair, it roughly doubles the amount of bid side liquidity for tax. So you're like, I don't know, I, I guess someone could sell before then, but 
I, it seems that more people are interested in buying Hack Center than are interested in selling it. But you know what's funny? We had the same exact question before because you see history repeats itself. So let me tell you about the wrecked plebs from the past that cried their little tiny little baby eyes out. The price in Hex had dipped and liquidity was reduced. And so Hex was reduced from the, removed from the sell side and USDC was removed from the bid side. And people cried and they moaned like little tiny baby children. And they said, how am I gonna sell? How am I gonna sell? I don't understand how I'm gonna be able to sell. Well, the answer was that price moving up adds all that liquidity again. And all of the liquidity that has ever existed in Hex has come primarily from price increase and not from someone just coming along and chucking a bunch of liquidity in. So the majority of liquidity that has ever existed in Hex, in Uniswap at least, has come from price appreciation. And in a symmetrical Uniswap V2 pair, when you remove liquidity, you remove bid and ask pressure, and that amplifies movement. And so if you already are at a bottom and pressure is removed, then the bounce goes higher because there's less holding it down. But dumb, dumb, rec plebs, you, guy asking the question, who apparently hasn't been watching my streams, you ask silly things like, how am I ever gonna sell? But the real question is, how are you ever gonna get someone to sell to you? Because the market's moving up. So. Now that calculus changes when you have asymmetrical bids. So Uniswap V2 was symmetrical. You had to add the same amount on the bid and the ask. Uniswap V3 is not symmetrical. You do not have to add to both sides. You can if you want, but you don't have to. And so in that case, I can tell you for a fact, having looked at the, at the liquidity chart, you can go to uniswap.info, type hex, click hex, click the hex USDC pair, click liquidity, and you're gonna see a giant chunk of liquidity on the bid and you're not gonna see anything for offer on the ask. So the it's like, I hate, it's so dumb. The number of times I've had to answer these, every single epic of Hex, like epic E-O-P-C-H, like period of time, has had its own brand of FUD. So the first Hex FUD was, uh, where did the ETH go? The next had Hex FUD was origin address. The next hex fud was uh, Richard Terrible Guy. The next hex fud was uh, Big Payday. Everything's dead after Big Payday. And then the next hex fud was, it's just endless. Like like people's narratives, their trash idea why this world's best asset is somehow magically just gonna stop being the world's best asset. They just keep dying over time. And so this particular type of fud is like, how am I gonna sell fud? You know how many Rolexes and Ferraris and Lamborghinis and McLarens and houses we've seen people selling the living crap out of the hex price, just murdering it? People are selling hex like crazy and it keeps making new all-time highs because as much as people sell into it, there's more demand. The demand exceeds the supply, period, which is the price keeps going up, that's why. And so you've never had more liquidity than you have now. But I still get wrecked plebs asking me these stupid questions like how am I gonna be able to sell? Every, <laughs> you've never been able to sell for more. There was a new all-time high price today. So what is this crap about what, <laughs> like I just, and I don't know how to disprove it to you guys. Like I have to come up with this essay to disprove how stupid you guys are. Okay, what if you try to sell all the houses at the same time in the world, the price goes to zero. What if you try to sell the gold at the same time, price goes to zero. What if you try and sell all the shares at the same time of all the companies, they all go to zero. What if you try and sell the Bitcoin at the same time, it goes to zero. What if you try and sell all the hex at the same time, it goes to zero. 
The vast majority of liquidity is not sitting in an order book, being inefficient, being unused, waiting for your dumb wrecked pleb market sell order, of which you're broke anyway, you can't hurt the price anyway, broke guy. So like, it's just so stupid. It's like people that keep calling Bitcoin a Ponzi. Okay, cool story, bro. It went up 6.5 million fold in price over a decade. Might you have, <laughs> like, at what point do you want to declare you're wrong, right? Like, it's just, it, it just drives me crazy. And so I come up with these essays, right? All the liquidity has always come from price appreciation. Why hasn't this parade of imaginary horribles already occurred? Why, why, why is everyone so insanely rich? Why does everyone have Rolexes and Ferraris? Why? Because people keep locking up more and more money for longer, longer periods of time. And why would they stop doing that? Why would they stop buying Bitcoin? Why would they stop buying Ethereum? Why would they stop buying Hex? Now, you tell me, they're, they're not. It's just not gonna happen. If you have product market fit and you have a good brand and you have utility, something cataclysmic has to occur for, for that to break the product market fit. Like, it's just not gonna happen. This, <laughs> I can imagine a world where Hex is worth trillions of dollars and you still go are like, how, how, how is this possible? Because you don't listen for the years that I've been telling you, man. I've been telling you this for years and you're just not listening. I, I don't get it. We can't win any harder. We cannot win any harder. What do you want? I just, <laughs> it's amazing to me. Yes, so the newest brand of FUD is, oh my God, you can't solve it all at once as we make new all-time highs like every day. I don't get it. By the way, we finished our 12th doubling in price in 603 days. So you guys at home, you've seen the show before. And I'm gonna mix it up this time. I'm gonna mix it up for you guys at home. I'm gonna mix it up. And this time we're gonna say, you could have bought Hex on January 5th of last year and bought it on the next double or bought it on the next double or bought it on the next double or 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 the next double and still made money. That's what new all time highs does. How many more doubles do you wanna miss? How many? Crazy. Like, I don't know how we could win harder. It's just pre-viral awesomeness. We did this with 67,000 unique staking addresses. No front page on CoinMarketCap, no front page on CoinGecko, no kind words said by anyone, no big name YouTube shillers, no nothing. Just pure awesomeness, pure game theory, pure community, pre-viral. Huge opportunity, absolutely huge. Only 26 cents. When Pulse launches, can I buy immediately? Not immediately, but I'm not sure how long you'd have to wait. Maybe not too long, because we want to launch at zero, right? What's your favorite project on blockchain beside Hex and Pulse? Hex and Pulse, good luck. You're one of those guys that likes to miss doubles, I can tell. Can I still sacrifice and not lose money? Yeah, it just ticks over at 1.05x daily. Oh my God, I'm up 350,000%, thank you, bro. Good design, right? Richard Solaz watches to buy some more Hex. Richard, can you please talk about liquidity pools and yield farming on Pulse from ETH to Pulse? What is the best for the project and its participants? Yes, I can. Okay, so until there's direct exchange listings for pairs on the Pulse network, I believe the majority of trading will be on PRC20s, which are ERC20s on Pulse, to two things. I think you're going to see if I had to guess, a lot, of, a lot of liquidity in bridged stablecoin over to Pulse tied to Hex so that you'll have like a lot of liquidity in that pair would be my guess because the two communities, like Hexicans are the people that are most interested in Pulse. And so 
I would assume that that particular PRC20 would have the best feature set because it has the most interest of the PRC20s. And then I think secondarily, you're likely to see the most liquidity on PRC20 bridged in ERC20 pairs. So you have, let's say, Link, you bridge it over to Pulse, you put it in a liquidity pool with the free Pulse version of Link. And so now you've got E-Link and the P-Link, we're really just gonna call Link. So it's gonna be Link, which is the PRC20 versus the E-Link. And I think you'll see liquidity rewards offered there. And if, and if you don't see that primarily from, uh, from a Uniswap fork, then anyone else could add it to their, like sushi swaps coming over, Uniswaps coming over, but they don't really do liquidity yield incentives anymore. Um, so like, I know that there's people working on that. Just had a call with them. I know there's people working on it, but I love to do the no expectation of work from others thing. So it, it it's, it's, I can do, I can say that for Pulse to operate the way that I will be most happy, we have bridged in ERC twenties versus PRC twenties in liquidity pools, Uniswap V2 style symmetrical. Because think about it, it, it should be the largest liquidity event ever in history. Because usually for liquidity, you need to provide both sides and then you're missing one side. And then you have to turn something that you have into the other side to put both sides on liquidity pool. But with this, you're if you, whatever ERC20s you have, you're getting PRC20 versions of those and you're one-to-one. So it doesn't cost you, you don't have to, to pay anything to acquire the other side of the liquidity pair. So for people that are into liquidity farming, which is vastly less profitable than in staking hacks, I think, um, I'm pretty sure, but I'm, I'm just using hedging language to be all safe and stuff. You know, I'm, I'm like, I, I can tell you that being a liquidity provider in the hex USDC pool, I'll just go look it up. Let me look up some numbers for you real quick. Cause then I don't have to worry about hedging. I can just give you specific real time numbers. So you had to ask, you, you asked me a hard question, a very good question, but a hard question. So you guys that are listening that don't know what like liquidity providing is or yield farming is, you're in for like some education. So I'm on, uh, let's go to Uniswap V2 stats. Where's the V2 stats? There we go. You have to have a big screen. Doesn't show you on a truncated screen. Lame. V2.info.uniswap.org. Okay. So if we look here, Hex is the number seven top token. It's got 13 million liquidity. It's got 12 million in volume. Now, as a liquidity provider, this is your profit opportunity. How much volume is there, which is what you're making your fees on, compared to how much of the stuff you have to put in and lock up. And so you actually get, as far as liquidity providing goes, really good rewards from the Hex ETH pair, from the Hex USDC pair, which I'm gonna tell you about now, but then I'm gonna compare those to like the standard Hex staking gains for you and you're gonna see that it's more profitable to be a Hex staker. So Hex is number seven top token on v2.info.uniswap.org. And then let's go to the actual pair. So let's click Hex and then let's go down to Hex USDC. Now here's what's funny, right? So it says liquidity is 13 and a half million, but then I go and I see that there's 20 million liquidity sitting in Hex USDC because that it's only measuring one side of the, the liquidity. So that number is actually half of what it really is. Cause I can, cause I'm telling you, I'm looking at it right now and it says the Hex USDC liquidity on its own is 20.6 million. And the Hex ETH is 5.6 million, 
which by the way, these liquidity ratios are why HEX is less reflexive to Ethereum price because it's primary trading pairs, USDC. So now if we go and look, I have to have this as a big screen again is the deal. There we go. So if you don't have it on like a, on a 1920, 1080p screen, you're gonna miss these numbers I'm, I'm showing to you. So if you're on v2.info.uniswap.org, you need to have this like zoomed out wide to see these one year fees over liquidity. So right now, uh, Hex ETH pair 87% per year and Hex USDC pair 40% per year. Now, what does that mean? That means that today, based on the fees today versus the, the, the volume which generates the fees, right? It's 0.3% fee each direction. The, uh, the profitability for being a liquidity provider is 86% on the Ethereum pair and 40% on the USDC pair. Now, if you're sitting in Hex ETH and ETH goes up and Hex goes up, you made money on both sides but you have impermanent loss because you sold on the way up. And I'm not going to explain impermanent loss to you. You got to, you can go to hex dot, uh, you can go to t.me slash hex crypto and type uh, exclamation mark uni. And it's going to pop you up the user guide to Uniswap and the user guide to liquidity providing and, and what impermanent loss is. And it's like a, a pretty advanced explanation. So basically the idea behind impermanent loss is if you're in a range and the price just flops around in that range, you're just gonna keep making fees. And then when you withdraw, you're gonna have more of both of the things you'd put in because you just made fees and then you took your stuff out. But if the price moves very far, then you're gonna have more of the thing that didn't move up much, less of the thing that does move up a lot, and that's impermanent loss. And if it moves up fast enough and enough fees aren't accrued, you can end up with less than you would have had you just had the two separately instead of exposing yourself to the liquidity provider risk. So. Obviously, a lot of people like doing the liquidity provider play, which is why there's tons of liquidity all over the place. But if you compare being a liquidity provider versus the gains in staking hacks, I mean, if you'd stake January 5th until now, you're up six, 7,000 times in money and you're not going to get those same gains being a liquidity provider. So it's, it's, a better, it's a better game than some games, but I don't think it's a better game than, than staking hacks. But if you like it, I mean, so let's look. Let's go to Uniswap overview. I showed you top tokens. Let's go to top pairs. Let's sort by fees over liquidity. And then, yeah, some of these are like funky looking coins. So Hex is number seven here too. But some of the things above it, you're like, what is this weird looking coin? <laughs> yeah. So be, you know, with liquidity providing, you have to account for impermanent loss. As a Hex taker, you don't have to because there isn't any permanent loss. I hope that answers your question, man. So, so in an ideal world, we're going to see people put their ERC-20s bridge to the Pulse network and their PRC-20 versions of those in pairs, and it will make everything more liquid. And, and those guys that got those free things will be backing those free things. And I think it should just be amazing. Like, I think that should be the largest liquidity providing event, most successful liquidity providing event thing ever in history, I think, because everyone's getting the other side for free. You know, if you want to be a USDC ETH provider and all you have is ETH, you got to sell half your ETH to get an equivalent amount of USDC to put USDC and ETH in there. A lot of, a lot of extra work, a lot of extra, you know, your portfolio looks different. But if you're getting the other side for free, I think that's a pretty awesome and compelling pitch. Like, hey, it's the same code on a, on a place that's cheaper and faster. Pretty compelling, pretty compelling. Are you using a Bloomberg keyboard? No. Can you speak about your pancake swap fork? I just did. <clears throat> Can you explain to noobs why there won't be much hex on Pulse for sale when we go live? Well, it depends on which hex you mean, because there will be two hexes in the world. There will be hex on the Pulse network, and there will be e-hex on the Ethereum network. So we're just we're dropping the P's in front of all the Pulse network stuff. 
Hey Rich, did you get an answer on why staking pulse? Of no, I didn't get an answer on that yet. I've been worried about the sync bug and stuff. I haven't gotten into that. Richard's the goat. It doesn't mean I'm like an actual goat. It means I'm the greatest of all time. I hope. Don't drive a convertible. Hmm. Okay. They're, they're pretty safe these days, man. Richard, what will be the utility or use case for pulse tokens? Uh-oh, boys. Uh-oh, here we go. It's a utility investor. Here it is, man. Hey, bro, let me let you in on a secret, okay? What's the utility of Dogecoin? It ain't got no utility. But the number goes up, right? Oh, darn. And it goes up more than Bitcoin? Yeah. Aww. Aww. Yeah. Welcome to the real world. In the real world, the stuff that's the most useful, it doesn't go up the most in price. I'm sorry, bro. Now, do you want to make money? Yeah. Maybe you should like drop your utility argument. I know it's sad. I know it sucks, but it is the reality. So like, for instance, you like anonymity? Monero is anonymous. Bitcoin's not anonymous. Why doesn't everyone just use Monero? Oh, you, you like, uh, you know, smart contracts. You like stable coins. You like NFTs. You like all that stuff. Well, why isn't Ethereum worth more than, worth more than Bitcoin? Right. And, you, and you're like, you just need to break yourself of that, that dumb question, bro. No, I'll answer it anyway. But it's like, you're not actually, you're not actually asking me what the utility is. You're actually asking me, Hey bro, I want to make the most money. And in my noob investment thesis, I think better technology wins. Sadly, no, sadly, no, it does not. Now is pulse chain better technology? Yes, it is. But is that enough on its own? There's probably a lot of faster, higher throughput blockchains out there that are ghost chains that no one's using. So what would you rather have higher throughput or more users, more users? What would you have rather have lower fees or higher token price, higher token price? Oh, but I want the technology. No, <laughs> we're here for the price. We care about the price. Okay. And, and so in this, like, what will the utility be? Okay. Now, now I'll answer your, your noob question. Do you think Ethereum is valuable? Yes. Okay. Do you think a faster, higher throughput Ethereum with the world's largest airdrop would be valuable? Yes. Do you think a faster, higher throughput world's largest airdrop Ethereum with only a hundred thousand or 200,000. I don't even know how many people sacrificed. I have to check spreadsheet. Um, but let's call it a hundred thousand for a laugh. Who knows what it was? I, I, I should know. I'll look it up. Um, but let's say it's a hundred thousand. Ethereum has millions of users. So something that starts with a hundred thousand, but may have millions, it's just more potential, right? So even if pulse chain sucked, even if pulse chain had lower throughput and less security and higher fees, even all those three things, even if it had those things, which it doesn't, it just being the world's largest airdrop makes it the most giant imaginable opportunity. So <laughs> yes, it's faster. Cool. Yes, it's cheaper. Cool. But the, the part that matters the most is the world's largest airdrop. You know, like the technology is good, but I'm, it, it, you care about price, man. That's what you care about. And so you're, what is this going to be used for stuff? Like this, this just doesn't work. Because you just get into ghost chains. Oh, it's more secure tech ghost chain. Nobody's using it. But even in that case, the logic is like some of the ghost chains pump too. So you're like, <laughs> it's funny. Anyway, I'm trying to make you a smarter speculator, you know? Um, yes, our tech is going to be awesome, faster, cheaper than Ethereum. But that's not actually why I think it's going to perform well. Because there's other stuff that has those parameters. I think there's other things that, that are going to make it perform well that you're not asking about. Richard is the greatest person to ever grace the crypto space. Just wait until the rest of the world finds out. Agree. Thanks, man. 
hey, I missed the sacrifice phase. There's still a way to get Paul's. You didn't, you didn't really miss it because you're still going to be shown mercy, but you are paying a higher rate. And you're not really paying it because it's not a sale, but you're, you're getting less credit because the rate is higher. One airdrop. How, many, how, more, how much longer would you like to hear two months? As usual, my software time estimates have never been correct. They're still not correct. So my best guess is still two months, but I'm giving you updates as to what's going on with the testnet. It's basically testnet, like the go.hex.com stuff is pretty much done. So it's ready for, it's like 80% to 85% done as far as, as soon as Pulse Chain exists, that you'll be able to see your hacks on both chains and your stakes on both chains with go.hex.com. So that's like pretty much done. Um, testnet, we're fighting that bug I told you about with some gas total. We just conquered the invalid Merkle root bug. And so once you have testnet up, then everyone builds their front ends against it. Like there's some guys that are doing uh, token launch platforms. They're like incubators, but they have a different name for them. I can't remember what they're called. Launch something. I don't know. And then uh, you'd like your Etherscan equivalent kind of block explorer to, to look nice and work, but that I think that's gonna be fine. That's off the shelf standard open source stuff. What else? Yeah, so if you have, and then you'd like the bridge to work. But if the bridge didn't work, you could still just go ahead early with the world's largest airdrop. If a Uniswap uh, V2 fork or pancake swap fork didn't exist, you could still do the, you could still fork and have the largest airdrop in the world. So for me, like minimum, minimum, minimum viable is working, go to hex.com, which is like basically done. Um, and working consensus network, which is what the, the test net allows you to make sure you have, that's like minimum, minimum viable. And then minimum awesome viable, amazing is bridges and pancake swap fork on top of gotahacks.com working and pulse chain working. And that's the dream. You're just like, yep, we're golden. That That's amazing, like world domination stuff. I, like, I think we can launch with those parameters without really having to delay anything. Like I think we can get all four things without having to drop any of them. We'll see. Let's let's get the test net up and running so that we can go fight the bridges, you know? So like test net is mandatory. And then we can move to bridges and show a working go to hex.com on testnet and other stuff. Someone keeps asking how I convert my crypto into fiat. Stop asking. I'm never gonna tell you. I don't talk about my coins, I don't talk about my money, figure it out on your own. I can tell you what everyone else does is they use exchanges. So go pick an exchange. Preferably one without margin trading. Hey Richard, where are you most interested in visiting Europe? I don't know, man. Like I I see all these scumbags out there promoting trash but then the primary mechanism by which they promote their trash is to have a lot of expensive stuff. And as a person that's been retired for about 20 years and had a whole lot of money for a whole lot of years, I never really did the like waste money thing, but now I'm trying it. I'm trying the waste money thing to see how it works. Seems to be working fine. I have a bunch of overpriced crap and then I get more likes and more follows. Now, could it be bad data? Could it be because I built the world's best performing asset? Maybe. Could it be because I'm involved with the world's, the design of the world's largest airdrop ever? Maybe. Or could it be because people like expensive stuff or, or some combination of all of the above? You just can't, I can't, there's no way that being surrounded by expensive stuff hurts. The people that hate it watch to see the slow motion train wreck and the people that love it, they love it. So I'm basically just gonna get a Lamborghini to get affinity with Lambo lovers. Get a, got an AP. I don't even like hex. Uh, I don't like octagon shapes. I love hexagon shapes. This is an octagon shape. I got one anyway because hey, you like AP? I got an AP. You like Ferrari? I got a Ferrari. You like Lambo? I'm, I'm gonna get a Lambo. 
right? I'm just going to continue to kind of do these things because I care more about doing social well than like, I'm, not even, I'm probably never going to drive this stuff, right? Like I, we, we had drones and we were shooting this documentary to get a demo reel to, to pitch Netflix on the story of hacks. And, uh, you know, if Netflix doesn't pick it up, maybe Amazon picks it up, something like that. So like, I'm not doing the waste money stuff for the sake of the stuff. I'm doing the waste money stuff for the sake of having a positive impact in the world and hoping that my voice gets heard because I'm out, I'm out here trying to save people. I'm trying to save people from losing all their money margin trading. I'm trying to save people from drinking and smoking and playing video games that don't have ends turned into grinding machines. Like I'm really trying to make the world a better place. I mean, I've got a book I barely talk about. I've got a couple books you can download them for free that might change your life. I know they've changed a lot of lives. T.me forward slash Sivive, S-C-I-V-I-V-E. So like, and you know what? If all this stuff doesn't work out and I get bored with it, you can sell it, you know? Um, but you just, I gotta try it. You know what I mean? I gotta try it, see how it works. I don't even remember the question at this point. What, what was the question? Places I wanna go in Europe to see. I just want good content for like the documentary or for social or whatever. I don't really care about the places that much. That's that's my my end goal. Like I'm, I'm doing it in service of social. I'm not really doing it because I want to be. I didn't really want to buy an AP watch. Here it is. Like I, I'm doing stuff I don't really want to do, but I, you have to do it to experiment. Which is like when we're in the Ferrari dealer, they're like, hey, uh, aren't you excited to be here? I'm like, like I had to turn it up. Like, you know, like driving it was fun, but just like looking at it, I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know. Hey guys, I make uh, being rich seem crappy. Isn't that great? <laughs> it's not, it's not all bad, but just be careful what you buy because it tends to own you, right? Like, oh, I've got a Rolex in repair now. Oh, I've, I've just, hmm. Another all-time high is brewing, they say. Let's go look. Let me go look at that. Uniswap.info. Let's go look at the liquidity on Hex USDC. Hex USDC, liquidity. This is very laggy. Yeah, if you wanna see that $10 million bid, you've gotta zoom out so far, like, far. It's funny, there's some like other really big bid here, but it's just at a single price point. How big is this? 0.7 million, it was 700K. So there's like a 700K bid at USDC V3 at 2465, 0.7M, 700K, yeah. So you just see it like a big spike on the chart. Then if you zoom out a lot to 75 to 85% dip, you see like <laughs> big giant bid chunk. <laughs> Oh, that guy's been wanting to get filled, I guess. Because this used to be lower and smaller. It's funny. Yeah, this is neat to watch. There's like another There's another way to say limit orders on 0x. So these are just kind of like limit orders in V3. And they're really liquidity unless you pull it after it fills. Because it'll unfill the other way. Um, what was that called? The, the 0x order watching place. Let me think. Yeah, I found it. Metric.exchange. And then we can look up Hex USDC pair here. X, USDC, yeah. So there's a 160,000 sell, a bunch of bids. There's like, there's bids and asks here. Yeah, neat. So if you wanna see the zero X kind of order book orders, metric.exchange will let you do that. And then if you wanna see Uniswap V3 orders, you need to go to info.uniswap.org, type X, Hex USDC, you zoom out a lot, and then you can mouse over each pair. You can also see like where people have added liquidity. You can just click like the liquidity tab. Ads called ads under transactions. So like if you scroll back, 
there's really not many ad events here. Like you get almost a whole day. There's really not much liquidity added. So there's less than like 10 liquidity ad events per day here, it looks like, unless this is not a complete set. Yeah, so you can see the 10 million ad. So 10 hours ago, there's a 10.4 million ad. And then there's like a 300K ad nine hours ago. I don't know if this is delayed or there just wasn't anything after eight hours. And then removes. Yeah, these are like really easy to track, I guess, because there's just not much of them. But swaps, you'll get like tons, tons of swaps. All right, back to chat. How far behind am I? 30 minutes behind. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Where's the crystals? They're back there. I just don't have the light on. One of the wires broken. I didn't feel like fixing it. I'll probably fix it after the stream though. I want to, you know, make sure it works. Those LEDs have like really tiny wires that come out of them. It sucks to, I should solder them. What's the best purchase you made in your life that's made you happy? Not an investment. I'm not going to answer that question, man. That question makes me look like a, a person who's in love with material possessions. And I don't want to look like that. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man, like a Rolex, you don't lose money on it. It lasts a long time. So that's cool. And you get respect from people in person, which is cool. Um, I'm not, God darn it. I got another vehicle, but I can't tell you about it, but I like it a lot. And I'm going to show it to you when I have the drones up or the content ready kind of stuff. I think it's really cool. It makes me smile when I look at it, but I haven't had it that long. So you'll see it when you see it. It's one of those things that when you look at it, you have to smile. <laughs> It's awesome. So awesome. And in the next line, this guy says, my Ferrari is the worst investment I've ever made. Have to insure it, tax it, and inspect it once a year, all to do a couple hundred miles dead money. There you go. Yeah. And you don't, your Ferrari ain't going up in value. The only Ferraris and, and supercars you're going to buy or hypercars you're going to buy that are going to go up in value are super duper rare and you're terrified to put miles on them. So do you, do you want to own something that terrifies you to ever use? It's kind of lame. So, you know. Look, in the, in the end, I have an excuse to waste money on crap because I have more money than I know what to do with. I have been retired for 20 years and I have a social media interest and mission. For you guys that don't have social media interests and missions and, and do want more money and don't have more money than you know what to do with, I think you'll find getting 10 Rolexes by waiting a while, you might feel better about than getting one Rolex earlier. You know, it sucks to be the Bitcoin pizza guy. It sucks to spend 10,000 BTC on a pizza because that would be 500 million now. Is that the math? 10,000 times 50,000 is half a billion dollars. Yeah. So sucks to spend half a billion on a pizza and, and only crypto can introduce you to that kind of pain. Come to Switzerland. We have the best palaces, lakes and mountains. Check out Beau Rivage in Lausanne, for example. All right. Thanks, man. Look, I got a Ferrari. I'm going to drive it around a bit. So you're going to see some content in Europe somewhere. And then it's probably going to sit forever because I want to work. Most of what I want to do is on the computer. What's the circulating supply for Hex? really depends on how you define circulating. If it's just the unstaked coins and 10% is staked, I believe the circulating is 635 billion. And I can give you a better number. 635 billion. <laughs> I was right. So 634.8. Sometimes I get these numbers spot on. Hey, Richard, you mentioned the people that sacrificed after the time roll still get pulse tokens. Well, well, I was one of those people, so thank you. Is there anything I need to do to confirm that? Nope. No, there's not. Just wait. Those totals do not matter until mainnet, and I don't want to bother with them or work on them until testnet's up. 
once testnet's up, we can work about publishing totals and time-weighted average prices and things. But it just, it doesn't matter till mainnet. And I care about testnet things and hiring things and media things more than those totals right now. Cause it just will not matter until mainnet. You may be one of the greatest marketers of all time. Thanks, man. Hi, Richard. I have a Hublot Aerobank skeleton, which I'm trying to sell to buy hacks. Fancy putting me out of my mystery as I have no money. Hey man, if you care about changing the world for the better, crypto is one of the few things that can really do that. Um, so I like crypto waiting for the Richard Hart movie. Me too. What's your best memory so far? Girls. I like them. The more the merrier. I like girls. Have you guys ever looked at the hex price chart on the monthly or weekly? It's insane. It's terrifyingly good. It's the best price chart I've ever seen in my entire life. It's nearly all green candles. <laughs> You're like with 100% uptime and 100% perfect flawless operation. <laughs> Can't beat it. Dade County better than Broward? Nah, nah. You can still speak English or Broward, I think. My Spanish ain't that good. It's okay, but it's not that good. You're right about these ETH fees being disgusting? Yep, sure are. Smash the like button. Yes, everyone, please smash the like button and click the bell and set it to all. Thank you. The developers, developers, developers meme. Yes, I'm Steve Ballmer yelling that, true. Is Coinbase wallet okay for the pulse copy? Yeah, it's fine. Do you think he'll have kids one day? I am surprised I don't yet. Best chart in crypto? Probably the best chart in anything ever. Hey Richard, you get Nike to buy crypto? No, I haven't talked to him in a bit, man. I've been busy. I'll try to remember to check in. I got a lot going on. My telegram has 1600 unread conversations where people have tagged me or tried to message me. My ability to read all my DMs is over. I can't do it anymore. So I neither need to hire someone that I trust to read my personal DMs. Uh, but right now I have DMs that I can't get to. Everyone thought that that day would come for me and they would be a message me and be like, Hey, you know, I know one day you're going to blow up so big that you're not going to read my messages. So I want to message you. While I still can. Well, you guys that sent those messages, you're right. And I can't read all the DMs anymore. I just can't. There's no possible chance of reading them all. It sucks because I used to read every single one, but can't do it now. Do you want to build really cool stuff or do you want to read DMs? It sucks a little bit. Have you ever been to South Africa? Yes. Best looking women in the world, your opinion, sir? All women are beautiful. Is that uh, PR enough for you? Is that the right word? PR? Politically correct? PC? Is that PC enough? What do I think of smart swap? I don't know, man. Every time I've had devs look at it, like it seems like all hype. So like the, the founder and co-founder messaged me. I didn't look at it personally, but it just seems like all hype and not actual technical merit. Now I'm going to get angry messages, but that's just what I've got is like response so far. Like you ask them a hard technical question and they defer to like marketing hype. And you're like, no, no, we, we really care about the, the actual technical answer here. <clears throat> but I added them to like the, the bridge chat so they can go and defend their project in the bridge chat with all the other bridges that we're posting and talking about. So they are where they need to be in order to represent their project well. Cause I've got devs looking at that. <clears throat> Better yet, I will crush that like button. Nice bro. How do you get little heart emojis here? Nice. Got hacks at 11 cents. Thank God I found you. Thank you, sir. Did you have a beer with the Allcoin Daily guy yet? No, I did not. I think he's in California. I am not in California. Do I have thoughts on the metaverse? I don't like NFTs. I don't like people overpaying for funny things. You like JPEGs? I like JPEGs. You like memes? I like memes. Do I pay for my memes? No, I don't. Do I pay for my JPEGs? Some of them that I get the intellectual property rights for, like in the real world, 
not in like duct tape on a serial number to it and pretend that it has value. Now I, you're going to have the world's largest airdrop and you're going to have those same NFTs in some cases or many cases on the pulse chain that you have in the Ethereum network. But I'm not going to pretend that overpaying for serial numbers loosely related to JPEGs that may or may not still be hosted on the internet is okay. I think it's absolute garbage. I hate to see it. So how, how like you like art, go buy real art. I don't consider 16 bit art, good art. It's not, I don't consider procedurally generated art, good art. It's not, is it a wedding ring I wear? Don't you wish, you know, it's weird when I search my own name, like Richard Hart girlfriend is in the top results, which is weird because I have all male followers. So is it you dudes that's searching to see what's up with the girlfriend thing? Or is it the couple female followers I have? Or like, what is the, like, so Richard Hart net worth and Richard Hart girlfriend are like the top results. Weird. That's weird. Net worth. I understand girlfriend. I don't really understand. And if you want to test what the rest of the world sees for like search results, just hit control shift N to get an incognito window. And then it won't be polluted with your own previous searches and what they think you're interested in. Love the stream, Rich, you're a true hero. Thanks guys. Sorry that like, I mean, I've missed so endless comments from you guys because you'll ask me one question and it takes me 20 minutes to answer it. So, you know, can you share your vision roadmap of hex going to a million dollars per coin, please? I think it's mind warping. So for me to say that hex will be a million dollars a coin is very hard to say, because when you do the math, like the old world logic of like, oh, market cap matters. And then you're like, okay, 1 million times 640 million exceeds like the value of all of the stuff on the planet earth in dollars. So it's very mind warping and very weird to say that you could see each hex be worth a million dollars. It's really weird. But then I look at the chart and the chart literally is pointed to a million dollars. And this is with like a conservative line. So like is, is past performance indicative of future performance? They make you write no, if you want to advertise and get past advertising standards in the UK, but in reality, trends do exist. And for instance, if you look at the S and P 500 chart, it mostly goes up and to the right forever. So you can say things like past performance, isn't any indication of future performance. And sure you might think that, but go look at the S and P 500 chart and you're like, mm, I don't know, man, it kind of seems like up and to the right is what this thing does. And what's what everything does that they just don't mint and print out of thin air, like the dollar, because that is versus the dollar. The reason that chart goes up into the right forever, if the S and P 500 price chart was the stock price versus ounces of gold or versus anything like real estate prices or, or big Mac prices, it wouldn't look anywhere near as much up into the right as it does. It's only as up and right as it is because they print so much money. Like it's going out of style. The M two money supply, is the highest it's ever been in an insane vertical line. Something like three out of every $4 that exists in M2 money supply was minted in the last year. It's insane. And all that money has to go somewhere. And where's it going? Luxury goods, S&P 500, you know? So on the one hand, it seems absolutely insane and crazy to me to say that Hex could be a million dollars a coin because it would make market cap like obviously meaningless because that, that much stuff doesn't exist in the world. But then why wouldn't the chart continue to do what it's been doing? I mean, if you told me two years into Bitcoin existing back when the price was like a hundred bucks, that it would one day be worth 65,000 bucks. I'd be like, that's kind of asking a lot, isn't it? 
But then you do the math, and apparently it's not asking a lot. Apparently a 6.5 million X was in the cards for Bitcoin. And apparently a 15,000 X was in the cards for Ethereum. 14,500, if I remember correctly. Depends on how you measure it. It wicked down on crack into 15 cents, but the crowd sale launch was like 31 cents. So if you take uh, $4,400 over 31 cents, you're at 14,193X. If you take 4,400 over 16, it's 27,500. It might've been 15, which would be 30,000X. So in between 15,000 and 30,000 X on Ethereum, 6.5 million X on Bitcoin, but really it's more because it used to be less than a penny, but I'm just using penny. And then Hex, we're at about 5,000 X, 456,000, I think, before I hop on the stream. Let's go to twitter.com. Actually, I'm not sure I updated the, well, no, I have a chart here. I have a good chart here. 3,800 on Ethereum now. You were at 474,799% in like 605 days on uh, hex before staking with staking you'd be up 50 to 100 to 120 percent over this depends on how long you staked i think if you had a stake that was like ending right now you'd be up maybe 60 percent maybe just a guess you can go look right like you can look at somebody that ended your stake now see what their roi was see who the long ones were but actually we have a good proxy for this so like if you go to apphex.win slash charts you can see these numbers and have an idea so apphex.win slash charts, it'll kind of tell you uh, what the share price is. And then you can use that to, so the share price moves kind of based on people's ROI. So you can kind of get an idea of what people's ROI has been based on how high the share price is. So like the share price has done like a 5,000 X. The price has only done like a 4,500 X. Yeah, I, I'd have to dig deeper into this to give you specifics, but let's just say if 450,000% wasn't good enough for you, that's without staking. Staking multiplies that. 475. 474,799%. There's actually an extra 1x in there if I wanted to add it using multiple instead of net, but we're so high up that I'm not even going to bother fighting for the extra 1x. We'll just use the net instead of the gross because I'm tired of subtracting it or adding it or whatever. <clears throat> NFTs help digital artists. Cool. But just remember, if you, like, overpaying for stuff sucks. That's my opinion. Richard, do you have enough camera footage for a movie? No. We just shot a demo reel. I mean, I put some of this on Twitter, like gun shooting, Ferrari, you know, like, want to see guns and Ferrari and, Lam and McLaren, go on twitter.com forward slash Richard Hartwin. So back to the million dollar hex stuff. It's really weird to talk about a million dollar hex. But unless I have a compelling reason why the, why the chart wouldn't just keep doing what it's been doing, that's what the chart is pointed towards. So then you have this question of, is a single trend line at the bottom of a chart indicative or useful for predicting if trends exist, the future price of a thing? I think versus the dollar, everything going up and right is pretty common. So the question is, how much up and to the right? Yeah. So, so basically my thesis is it feels ultra weird talking about $1 million hex, but that's where the price chart is pointed. So unless the trend line gets invalidated, <laughs> that's where it's going. Like I just, I guess people have to stop caring about market cap or like, I just, I don't know. Cause I, I don't know. I don't know why I should invalidate the technical analysis 
So hi, Richard Hart, founded Hex. Don't ever have any idea what the price is going to do. I just know it's possible. And something that is possible is maybe that price line never gets invalidated. And then you have million dollar Hex and you're like, this should be impossible, but that's what it did. I mean, if you told people that Hex was going to be up 475,000% in 600 days, 605 days, they would tell you you're crazy. They'd tell you that's impossible. That's insane. Well, apparently not because we did it and it's over. It's in the past and now we're doing more. So like cryptocurrency is one of these mind warping places where things that you didn't think are possible, like free money, free money happens all the time. Hex was given away for free. XRP was given away for free. XLM was given away for free. Uni was given away for free. One inch was given away for free. <sighs> There's just, I mean, DYDX just had an airdrop. Who else? Gitcoin, Tornado Cash. Those are all free airdrops. Now, did you have to have certain parameters and have to have used them before? Yeah, you had to have used them before for the most part, but uh, that was free money. You know, as free as free gets. And I've seen people get millions and millions of free dollar, free money in crypto. And that does not happen in the real world normally. So we see world changing, insane things happening in crypto that just have never happened before. The bear needs a tuxedo from Build-A-Bear. And I don't know what that is. Richard is being humble of virtue or weakness. Depends on who your audience is. If your audience respects uh, humility, right? Like if you're a Buddhist monk, better be humble, bro. But if you want to be a social media star, not humility works better. So I said a limit order to buy hex. Sure. One inch.io, matcha.xyz. Or if you're a more advanced user, you can use Uniswap v3 pull function with asymmetrical one-sided liquidity that you have to pull manually after it fills or it will unfill harder. But you know, an ARB bot doesn't have to fill you. But actually maybe zero X has enough volume now where you don't have to have an ARB bot fill you. So and I'm not even sure that, that 0x is what the back end for one inches limit orders is anymore. It used to be. Maybe they changed it. So I'm not even sure if, if 0x and one inch actually share the same back end order book. So you'd have to test it. Have you ever been to South Africa? Yes, again. Randy Hilarski, VIP, killing these messages and chat. Thanks, bro. You know, I love everybody that's a. Uh, these thumbnails that you see, Hexologist does these for free as a volunteer. Everybody that you see as an admin in any of the channels does so for free, for free as a volunteer. The admins that you see in the chat here in, uh, in YouTube, they do so for free as volunteers. There are no paid admins in Hex. Um, it's a very wonderful community that we have. I really appreciate all you guys. You're wonderful. I love being a Hexkin. Thanks, guys. Will there be a snapshot announcement for snapshot blockchain height? There will be, if not a specific block, then a, a time frame that makes it reasonable. Do you think Pulse Chain and Hex will kill Ethereum Hex due to transaction fees? My gut feeling is no. I, I don't think you're going to see cheap Hex anywhere, but the market does what it does. You know, I can't. I have to learn from what the market wants. So if the market wants uh, Hex on Pulse to be more valuable than Hex on ETH, the market can go ahead and do that. Um, I really don't know. I, I think that I think that lower fee, higher throughput same code is a very strong value proposition. Did you find places to visit in Europe without getting the vax that they treat you like a normal citizen? Not many, not many. I saw a funny, a funny JPEG today on Twitter. There was a picture of a unvaccinated person hugging the vaccinated person and saying, I hope you stay healthy, bro. And then there was a picture of a red, angry, violent, upset vaccinated person yelling at the unvaccinated. I hope you die. And you're like, yeah, interesting. That's oddly kind of what's going on, huh? <laughs> it was like, 
it was a, it was a good JPEG. You you run into that. You're you're like, hmm. Like imagine you lived on a boat and never met anyone else. You need a vax. You're like, no man. Living out in the wilderness, no no vax needed. Your admins deserve respect. Agree. Can someone post a link to a simple tutorial on how to purchase hacks? HTTPS colon slash slash hex.com slash buy and stake with no spaces. And the buy and stake has to be lowercase. That gives you tips on how to do it. What do you actually want to do for humankind since you have all the power and potential to change things? Well, I just raised $27 million for charity to save your life. You're welcome. You can read about that at SENS.org or richardhart.com. Or you could read my free self-help books that have existed for years, which I give you for free. Or you could watch my YouTube videos, which have no ads with the ads disabled. Or you can join my free chat rooms. I'm the giving tree of crypto, bro. I'm the best person in crypto. I'm the only self-help author in crypto. I'm like, hi. Because it's kind of sounded a little bit snarky the way you're talking to me, the best person in crypto. So learn about me, learn about what I do, read all the free things I'm giving you, enjoy, and then come back and say thanks. I basically, like, you didn't know who you were talking to. You want to know what I want? Go read my book or watch any of my older videos or go to sense.org, scns.org. Uh, if hex users are called hexagons, what would the pulse users be called? I am not sure yet. We have to just find out. I've seen different words thrown around. Not smarky. I did read much respect. All right, bro. Well, I'm sorry for yelling at you then. And then I'll try and more happily answer your question. I want everyone to be happy, healthy, wealthy, have good relationships, have respect for themselves and have the respect of their peer group. You know, all the things. I want people to have good food, good shelter, good music, good experiences. So it just feels like a weird answer because doesn't everyone kind of want that same stuff? I mean, world peace would be nice, you know? Like, it just is a weird question to me because I just figured everyone else kind of should want that same stuff. It just kind of like seems like a weak answer, but that's the real answer. That's why I cover everything in my self-help books to try and help you in all those ways. Is there a reason why hex staking compounds? It seems to give more hex if you stake every 4,000 versus every 1,600. The math is very simple. You get 20% more shares as a bonus every extra 361 days that you stake. 364, I can't remember. Then it maxes out at 3641. So I guess it's, I guess it's 364. So you'll get a 200% bonus shares, which is a 3x to your shares at day 3641. However, you may want to stake longer than that up to 5,555 max so that you don't have to restake at a much worse share rate in the future, which is likely to reduce the number of total shares that you have on that day. Um, so yeah, that's just the 20% extra bonus shares up to a three X max or two X bonus shares and then three X total multiplier because they're the same. Um, yeah, that's all that math is, man. Did you source the size 56 LV utility jacket? No, I did not. Actually, it's called the Admiral jacket. I have the utility in a 56 already. Apparently there's only four or five of them in the world. So it's going to be hard to get that one. But if I would stop being such a fat pig, I might fit into a 54, huh? We'll see. Let's keep the weight loss going. Oh, and by the way, as far as staking goes, so we simulate compounding interest by increasing share rate which is the price in hacks that you need to burn through staking in order to generate shares. And then you mint new ones at the end of your stake as your own reward for yourself. 
So the two ways to do that were to continually beat up the database by issuing hex rewards to stakers, which gives them more hex or more shares so that new guys get less because that's what compounding does, gives the oldest more and the newest less. And then we were smart and just inverted that function. And instead of giving old guys more and new guys flat, we just give new guys less, which is increasing share price or rate. And then you don't have to beat up the database to continually inflate the rewards to the old guys because the ratios are still the same mathematically equivalent of new versus old guys. And so it's just more computationally efficient to have a share price, which just always goes up um, in hex terms instead of murdering the database with rights to reward older guys. So it's a very intelligent and hopefully one day Nobel Prize winning um, mechanism by which to emulate compounding interest. It's really neat and cool and unique. I'm proud of it. But like your shares never change. Like the number of shares you have, it never moves, it never changes. It's always the same, um, it, you know, until your stake ends. A T-share is now $4,800. It's pretty awesome because I remember back when they were 60 cents. This is always telling you about that 5,000x. So if his number is correct and we take 4,800 over 0.60, it's an 8,000x actually. So I'm pretty sure that means that someone made an 8,000x ROI. Pretty sure that's what that means. Someone could check it and like search the database to find the actual guy. Like that guy made an 8,000x ROI. So if you, you know, if, if someone wants to do the chain analysis to see when the share rate was updated to that number and the transaction that caused it to occur, I would be curious what the ROI was on the stake that caused the share rate to tick to 8,000. But I mean, there's a USD price multiple in there as well. So just USD movement could have caused an all-time high, but there will be an all-time high share rate before USD multiplier, which ticked over and you could see what that guy's individual ROI was on a stake. So yes, the I will probably make a tweet later bragging about the 8,000X increase in share price in 605 days. Because if you thought the hex price chart was good with a 475,000% run up, the hex share price is up 800,000%. Pretty awesome. Haiti Shakos confirmed she sacrificed for Pulse Chain. Don't know who that is. But since Randy Holarski, the good mod, said it, it's probably good stuff. Why is there no unstake accounting at a future date option when starting a stake? Because it's a dynamic system that cannot possibly predict what your payout will be, neither in USD terms nor hex terms. Why? Because if a bunch of people stake, your uh, payout per share will be reduced. If a bunch of people end their stakes and pay emergency end stake fees, then that enhances your yield. And so when you have a dynamic system where no one knows what the future behavior or participants will be, you cannot deterministically know what your yield will be. So you're, you're given the best math that is possible without guessing. Um, <laughs> You have to make your own guesses, man. Now, someone did make a, a calculator to try and predict these things. Ask for it, I guess. I don't remember the URL, t.me forward slash hex crypto. And you can ask for like a stake calculator, but you're still gonna have to throw your own guess in there, right? So what do you think the hex price will be in the future? And what do you think the staking behavior with other participants will be in the future? Will it be a higher percentage of total supply staked? Will it be a lower percentage? And then using those guesses, you can try and guess what your own um, rewards will be. So the answer to your question is you can't make you can't make deterministic predictions about non-deterministic systems without those predictions being guesses. I stopped watching all top crypto influencers. Am I missing anything? No, I don't think so. 
I mean, uh, some of them are funny. Some of them do tech stuff. Like I can't just blanket say no, but like, I don't know, man, I don't watch any influencers and I seem to do okay, but there are funny influencers out there. And I mean, you can say Hex has influencers now that I used to watch all the time. I just don't have the time to now. But I mean, there's a lot of bad influencers in crypto. They're trying to get you to margin trade. You're going to lose all your money. They're trying to get you to buy garbage coins. You're going to lose all your money. You know, there's a lot of guys in there that are doing bad stuff. When will the top hat be back? Well, I mean, it's right there. I could go grab it, but I like my hair. I have nice hair. And it, makes, it puts a shadow over my face too. What are T-shares going to be called in Hex on the Pulse chain? T-shares. Would you please go back on Kitco News, Richard? Well, message uh, them and tell them to have me back on, I guess. Can you show my skull ring? There you go, man. Now, I have to put it where my eyes are. It won't focus on them. Why do I wear the skull ring upside down? Let me tell you why. There's something called degloving, where your ring will pull your finger off your body. This makes the hand very unhappy. So when I wear this ring in this direction, it likes to get caught on stuff. And I feel it trying to pull my finger off my body. I don't like that. I like my finger right where it is. So I just put it this way and then it doesn't get caught here, but it does get caught here. And having my finger jammed into my hand is something I can live with, but having my finger pulled off my hand, I don't like. So this particular ring gets worn upside down. Otherwise I would wear it in more standard format like that. So this was a, an engineering decision on my part. Now, maybe I could get a ring that isn't trying to damage my finger in either direction, but we're not there yet. So maybe one day. For you guys that are asking, this is Thomas Sabo. They make pretty looking stuff for guys in silver, German dude. Why would I shill Thomas Sabo here? Because it's cheaper than you guys wasting all your money on Rolexes. So you could get this nice, awesome stuff for like 300 bucks instead of 6,000 bucks. So you could save some money and still look really cool. So Thomas Sabo, here you go. Cool looking silver stuff. Great detail, looks awesome. Uh, way less expensive than Rolexes. And now that I'm doing the car thing, I guess. I mean, should I do that? I should tweet that, right? Like, should I buy a Lambo and a, what else am I missing? I can't tell you all the cars, but like, I don't have a Lambo yet. Should I get a Lambo? Good tweet content. And they're gonna drive all these things, like, whatever. Most people don't drive them anyway, right? I don't know. I, th I feel that these streams would be more compelling if I did it from like, here in my garage for knowledge, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Richard's down with silver. No, I actually don't like silver, but I you don't know, really like white gold either that like has yellowing on it. Like I'm more of a platinum guy now, I guess. It's cheaper than gold, doesn't yellow, has higher density. So when I'm getting custom stuff built, I prefer the platinum currently. Randy says, I had a sailor almost lose a finger once when he got his wedding ring, wedding band caught jumping off a truck. Yep. You gotta be real careful, man. So you can, uh, they do make silicon rings to like solve this particular issue. Just notice the watches are not there. Guys, I'm still in possession of the watches, chill. They're just not here. It's gonna be okay. It's all gonna be okay. Good answer with the girls. I thought that was a very good answer, thank you. <laughs> uh, electricity likes rings too. You know, I never thought about that really, but I didn't, I didn't wear rings back when I was doing HVAC and, and working in breaker boxes. Is that a real Louis Vuitton teddy bear? Yes, it is. Do you wanna see my Bitcoin bear? Here you go, boys. It's the Bitcoin bear. He thinks it's a bull trap and that 50K was the lower high and now you get to go do lows. But if he's wrong, everyone gets to make more money. So hey, if you guys want me to stop telling you this is a bull trap, 
go ahead and stop doing this rounding crap and, and go break new all-time high. And then I'll say I was wrong and the market's doing something new. But until I see a new Bitcoin high, still a bull trap, in my opinion, which is the very rare minority opinion, by the way. Most people think million-dollar Bitcoin. That's what most people think. Get back in your home, Bitcoin bear. There you go. Upside down. Ah. Did you know that two uh, losers don't like hacks? But do they do live streams? Yes, I know that there's losers that do live streams that don't like hacks. I know that. They'll continue to not like it until they finally realize they're wrong. It's okay. Yes, next time Richard lights up the candles of the dollar, I will light up the candles of the dollar. Right on the bear with Sharpie, Bitcoin bear. Bro, this is really expensive Louis Vuitton bear, man. I'm not going to mark it up with no Sharpie, dude. <laughs> Gulag. I was going to say it, but chat already caught it. Little bear looks surprised. It does look a little derpy. I have a dog LV collar. I also have a dog carrier. I also have a dog leash. I like LV absolutely everything. They're, they've run out of stuff to sell me. Like, wait till I show you my new flexes. Like, I got a couple of like 35K and up flexes. Or was it like a 20K and a 35K? I can't remember. Some wildly expensive crap. I'll show it to you when it's here. I mean, there's so much stuff I'm not showing you. Like, I've got so much stuff. Richard, what type of diamonds look good compared to the real deal diamonds that most cannot afford? Lab created diamonds are superior to not lab created diamonds, depending, depending. So they have equivalent GIA certifications. Um, you ha in order to tell the difference between lab and not lab, you need to get a super duper tester that like almost no one has. And so in that case, what are you really buying? <laughs> like, do you want to pay three X more for real diamonds when lab created? I'm sorry. Did I say real diamonds? They're both real diamonds. Just one came out of the earth and one came out of a lab. So Richard, you're a boss. It's a bull trap. You're God. I'm your slave. Well, thanks, James. I wish uh, there was a, a female name in front of your, your name there, James. But I guess you have to start somewhere with your slaves, I guess. So you can be my first James slave. I don't know, man. People say this a lot. Like people say pretty awesome, feel good stuff on stream. And you're like, I don't know, man, what am I? What am I supposed to do with that? Like come and volunteer or make a, like a testimonial vid or something. You know what I mean, man? Thank you for the kind words. His last name is Broke, by the way. Is your real last name Broke? Boy, that's gotta be rough. Will you ever teach an online course? Go read my books, bro. Go watch my oldest videos. The Ferrari's boss. Yeah, it's a really pretty looking car, man. You should see it from the drone footage. I just saw the drone footage for the first time today. Oh my God. Looks so good. Looks so good. I see Richard stepping up his thumbnail game. It's all Hexologist. Thank him. Thanks for the mention, Richard. I adore you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, bro. Let's go look at the uh, prices. Right now, Hex is high of 2685556. Current price, 26119. BTC, 48441. ETH, 3760. Current, ooh, wow. A lot of concurrent viewers here, guys. 2,958 concurrent, sick. I think that might be like a record. And then we had a high of over 3,000. We had 3,321 here. I don't think I've ever had that many concurrents. 3,323 is the top on this concurrent viewers chart. It's pretty awesome, man. Congratulations, guys. I really appreciate you guys liking, subscribing, clicking the bell, clicking it all, because the more you guys do that, the more you comment, the more you interact, the better the all goes like it and then we can have a bigger impact in the world. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to make the world a better place. So it helps when I have an audience. When I have an audience, no one hears what I'm saying. It's really hard to help people. I came up with a new idea, by the way, today. I actually came up with a couple new ideas. One of them was 
putting the hex price at the beginning of the video title so that you can tell just by the hex price like where you might be in the time, you know? Because after this, I've got another video that I shot when I was in Estonia, which is when we were doing new all times then. I think we were at like 23 or 24 cents for all time highs then. Now we're at 26 cents now. It's an 11 minute long video after cutting out the director guy. He was like talking over my stream a little bit. And I'm like, uh-huh. They had to cut that out. Uh, yeah, so we'll publish that when I'm off the stream. You guys need to go to twitter.com forward slash Richard Hartwin t.me forward slash pulsechain.com, t.me forward slash hexcrypto, t.me forward slash scivive, pulsechain.com. And, you know, feel free to advertise, guys. If hex.com has made you feel great and, you know, you think it's a world-changing thing, get out there and spread the word. Outbound messaging is where it's at. You got to email people. You got to call people. You need to get this message in front of them because they might not otherwise found out. There's a lot of gatekeeping out there. A lot of gatekeeping out there in the world trying to keep people from finding out about something that might save them. So it's up to you guys. It's really up to you guys. We don't have expectation of profit from the work of others here, but you can work hard on your own and have expectations of yourself. And where do you think all these new hexagons are coming from? They're not me. The majority of new hexagons are coming from other hexagons. Bring them on board. So everybody that's watching, the 3,000 of you guys, it's your job to help bring people on board. It's your job to help make the world a better place. Uh, and for fun, you guys that are out there doing outreach, any of you that are running into people talking crap, go to hex.com forward slash scam. It's got rebuttals to all the stupid things people say for the most part. And then uh, if people talk crap about me, richardhart.com. There you go. You know, go look at his oldest YouTube videos. Go look at his price calls. Go look at 27 million race for charity. Um, I'm a good person. And I'm doing my best. Really am. So you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm going to turn that other video live. So you've got another 11 minutes of content if you want it. And uh, I'd like to see you in chat because I'm going to be hanging out in chat for a while. Enjoy the new all-time highs, guys. Thanks so much.